Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. Gastronomy is, and always has been, connected with its sister art of love. MFK Fisher, an alphabet for gourmets. This piece is entitled Aprons. Aprons are love. They come in so many sizes, colors, and shapes. They're used in the kitchen where love creates tasty edibles. My Christmas apron is red, with my name stitched in white at the top, a gift from my sister Bootsy. It's made of sturdy tent-like material, a Williams-Sonoma special that will last me the rest of my life. I rarely wear it at other times of the year, mostly because I like to cook up special treats for my friends in December, my favorite time of the year. I also think of Bootsy on occasion when wearing it, remembering that she was so thoughtful with her gift. I also have a fall apron in brown and pumpkin colors with flowers scattered all over it. That apron was a birthday gift from a friend who used to make jam with me in the summertime. We've lost the threads of that friendship, only talking occasionally these days, but when I put on her apron, I see our sweaty, shining faces as we put the lids on that jam, and I'm reminded of the fun and hard work we shared. I have one last apron from my mother white with hand-sewn applique blue flowers and a little stained. It only covers the front of your tummy like a tiny skirt. She must have been a much tidier cook than I am. I occasionally wear that apron backwards because I unconsciously wipe my hands on my backside when I cook. I have to admit it gives me a little chortle to think she would be outraged at this sacrilege. At one point, I had a Wonder Woman apron given to me by my godchild, Kate, another wonderful cook. It was a bit stiff, so it wasn't my favorite, but I did mourn a little when one of the ties hit the electric burner on the stove and caught fire. I put it out right away, but the damage was done. Wearing a burned apron in the kitchen is just bad juju. Food is love to me. I love to cook it for you, serve it in special arrangements, make a delicious dessert, use my good china and silverware, napkins and napkin rings. These are the vestments of a bygone age, remnants of the South I was raised in and the mark of a lady, no matter how far removed. I focused on cakes and cookies in the last couple of years, finding some that I deem worthy of making more than once. At the start of the pandemic, I baked at least once a week, gracing my neighbors with the results of my labor until they began to protest at so much sugar. So I moved on to other people that lived nearby until I exhausted those outlets as well. These days, I'm trying to go back to more basic cooking, use local produce and awaken my own palate, long saturated with not-so-healthy snacks as a result of being quarantined. Recently, In a state of ennui, I purchased a springtime apron with muted flowers of different sizes and shapes around the hem and up at the top, plus two large pockets in the front. 
I find I have a need for tissue more than I used to, so I thought this might come in handy. But looking at it now, I realize I could almost fit an entire big box of tissues in those pockets, which would remove the necessity of leaving the kitchen in the middle of a recipe and might bode well for the recipe itself. A friend who knows me well and appreciates my bright side as well as my darker aspects gifted me with an apron that says, no one cares about your diet, just eat your salad and be sad. Now this might not be the most politically correct apron, but it does give me a secret thrill when I wear it for just that reason. I was thinking just last night I needed a pandemic apron but couldn't decide what it should look like. A picture of the coronavirus doesn't seem like it would conjure up the right kitchen energy. A snarky apron likewise doesn't project the image I want to be wearing. Well, what then? I might have to resort to a throwback apron with a rolling pin or a piping hot pie on the front. Or perhaps a happy 50s-era housewife making wholesome food for her wholesome family. These days, I'm basically a crabby older lady, so I might enjoy wearing an apron with an image of what my goddaughter's four-year-old calls her father when he wakes up in the morning, a grumpy hedgehog. That would bring some levity into the kitchen and perhaps lighten my pastry a bit. I'll bet I could also commission some aprons. Then I'd be able to have seasonal works of art to bring with me as I try out a Paula Deen recipe. Perhaps a cake apron, a pie one, a saucy apron for spaghetti, or one with ice cream to remind me of how much I love that confection. I bake when I want to be uplifted. I cook when I want to give to others. I make jam and pickles whenever the mood strikes. I'm never out of sorts in the kitchen, wearing my apron, unless I read the recipe wrong and put in too much of one thing and not enough of another. My apron helps me stay grounded, reminds me that this is something I like to do, not something I have to do. That in itself is a kind of grace. You know, I think I've just decided on my next apron, which will say grace in script with lots of curlicues to remind me of fun and space, and most importantly, the love I have to give and the love cooking gives me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.